All right, let's go. Welcome to the Mirrored Universe. My name is Clarissa. <laughs> hey, Carly. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Welcome to the Mirrored Universe. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. I'm so excited. This is so fun. I just love you in general, personally, like as a friend. So, and then I love you as an artist. And so this is really cool to actually just be able to sit down and do this. <laughs> Yeah, also, I feel like we can really get to know each other a bit more on this this oh. fun this fun pod. But thank you. I really appreciate that. And thank you for asking me. Of course, anytime. You're always welcome back. Sweet. Um, well, do you just want to jump right into it? I have like a list of questions I want to ask you because I just want to kind of get to know you and your life and how you started out because I don't know if you would just kind of want to do an introduction of like who you are and the albums you have and everything yeah yeah I, I, I sure will so my name is Carly Hansen I am 22 and I'm from Onalaska Wisconsin and I am a singer songwriter musician producer uh and yeah I just I love music I moved out to LA like almost five years ago to pursue the music industry and I think I've been doing pretty well for myself um although the pandemic kind of sucked but yeah I'm about to go on tour and my next my sophomore album comes out and it's called Wisconsin comes out March 10th so yeah I've just been trying to get better every day and continue to live this amazing dream of mine that I never thought would ever actually happen but here we are which I think right now I mean I've always loved your music from like ego to hazel to pretender like, yeah. I love you know but like I really do think you're creating some of the best work you've ever done which is really cool since it's about something so personal thank you yeah I feel like I mean, I started writing songs like professionally when I was like 17, which is looking back. I mean, I I'm still young, but like starting to write music and then putting it out at that age, I feel like I really learned over the last few years, especially having gone through the pandemic, like what I actually want to talk about. And I've, you know, I think it's just natural to like get older and you just start to learn yourself a little bit better hopefully and um I think it was only natural that I was gonna like talk about home and where I'm from and kind of like bring people into that world because maybe not a lot of my fans like really knew about Wisconsin and how what was around me growing up and so yeah I and I, I, want, I wanted I to talk that. about like also like the beginning of like leaving Wisconsin because I think like not only culturally that would be a shock but I also like as just like a small town girl to go to like LA and just live out her dreams I think is awesome but it takes a lot of courage and I think maturity but also like naivety because you don't really know what you're getting into oh yeah oh yeah 
it full force. Yeah. And so like you literally left a small ass town, which now I live in and I came from California. So I like, I've seen the swap, you know, and it's a huge difference. So how did you handle that as a 17 year old girl who didn't even have like family nearby? Um, Honestly, in the very beginning, I just didn't, I didn't give a fuck. I was just like, I, I, I made like my first trip out to LA when I was still trying to finish up high school. I was trying to graduate early. So I, I graduated when I was 17 because I knew that I needed to like get to LA and continue making music. And I was but you also were making music. When did you start making music? Like what was the true beginning? So I've always been like writing in my journal and stuff from like, from like middle school onward but it didn't really like professionally start happening until I was 16 I posted this cover on Instagram basically long story short there was this iHeartRadio contest going on on Instagram that I saw and you could win tickets to see Zayn Malik from One Direction live and so I was with my friend at the time when I like saw the Contest. And I was like, oh my God, I have to enter this. I have to go to New York. I have to win these tickets, go to New York and like see him play. And so you had to post a cover of one of his songs. And I guess like the best cover won the tickets. And so I posted this cover. My friend helped me out. Um, and she like filmed it in her car. I like pulled up a karaoke instrumental and just like sang this song. And then I posted it. And then a what few days later, it? it was called Pillow Talk. Okay. Yeah, it's it's like Zayn Malik's like first solo single or whatever after he left One Direction. Anyways, I posted this song and I didn't really think anything of it. I was just like, let's just see what happens. And then a few days later, I was in art class in high school and I saw the iHeartRadio reposted it on their Instagram and they had like a decent amount of following. And so I was just like running around the 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 fucking art class like screaming like oh my god they reposted it and I initially I thought I had won the contest because they po- reposted it so I was like oh my god I'm gonna go see Zane but really they were just like posting it to like promote the contest they were just like put post a cover like Carly Hansen did and you might win tickets but still someone was looking at it like someone had obviously yeah. seen it from iHeartRadio so yes. <laughs> yeah that happened and then the video did really well got like a lot of buzz and through that um this talent agent from Canada had like reached out to me on Instagram his name is Mike and he dm'd me and he was like Carly your voice is incredible blah 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 all these nice things and he was like I have these producers in Canada that I manage that I would love for you to come up and work with them. And so I was like super skeptical at first because initially, you're, of course, you're going to be like, this is a scam. Like, this is too good to be true type shit. And it's all over Instagram. And it's all over fucking Instagram. So you're like, eh, I don't know. But he seemed to have some sort of credibility behind him, just like when I was like stalking his Instagram and shit. So I told my mom about it and bless my mom because she was like, this could be your one and only chance. Let's hop on a phone call with him and like see what he has to offer type shit. So So your mom is like a huge opportunist. Like she- My mom (laughs) is the reason why I'm able to do what I do now. Like she, if I didn't have her and her support in the beginning, I don't know how I would have- I ended up going, so I ended up going to Canada and, and meeting with with Mike and I met the producers who go by House of Wolf. 
and I like did my first songwriting sessions with them in Canada when I was 16. This is like all like right after that cover came out. And my mom like took off work and she paid for fucking everything. And like, we don't have money like that. She was really like helping me out. And so that's when I wrote like my first songs and was really in a studio and like saw what really goes on behind the scenes and, and whatever. And then eventually they, House of Wolf, the producers wanted to come out to LA. So then my mom and I made another trip to LA and this was when I was like 17 and we just kept making music and I just kept meeting more people. I had met some songwriters that really helped me out in the beginning and and actually for a while and I met my first time like you were just were you just amped like you were ready to go go I was shitting my pants I was like (laughs) like and I had seen like I really looked up to Justin Bieber when I was younger and I'd watched his documentaries and shit so I was like I actually have a question about that because like I really you you've referenced that in previous interviews that you've that you started singing because of Justin Bieber did you just watch his shit and you were like I'm gonna do this too yeah pretty much like I was always annoying and singing and shit all the time just because like I was an attention seeker in the family I feel like but once he like I think when one time came out and I heard it on the radio I was like holy shit I need to go find out who this is and so I like pretty much like mimicked everything that I would like post the same covers that he did like learn how to sing from him pretty much from just watching his videos but yeah so like keeping all of that in mind while all this was going on I was like oh my god now I'm gonna like sign a record deal and then go on a world tour like that's like really what I thought was gonna happen when I was making these trips um and everything but yeah that's really like the beginning of of it all I know when you like moved to LA you say you were by yourself and you were staying with a manager was that manager from House of Wolves and what trusted you enough to like stay with her or so, him, it was a dude or a girl or what so I met so I was working with House of Wolf and then they introduced me to a songwriter named Dale who was a huge collaborator of mine for quite some time and then he introduced me to another songwriter who named Brett there's gonna be a lot of names here so so uh I met Brett and then Brett had just started working with this manager because Brett is a songwriter and songwriters have managers because they need help with shit and and he's also an artist so he just started working with this manager Danny and Brett was like you need to meet Danny Danny Rustin like she's the best we're gonna take you to her you have all these great songs that you made with House of Wolf let me introduce you to her type shit and then see if you guys connect. And so my mom was out here at the time when I first met Danny and I was meeting all these new people. So my mom knew like who I was dealing with and working with and being and surrounded by. And so we met Danny and she is literally like the best human ever and just so sweet and so supportive. And she helped me immensely. And my mom got to hang out with her for some time. And then honestly like my mom really had to just be like okay like I have to let my little bird fly like I have to just like let her do this and well, so I feel like 
especially after supporting your dreams, like now at that point, you had finally gotten the chance or the opportunity. Oh, yeah. You hadn't made it yet, but you were, you, you're def- you were definitely on your way. Yeah. And she, and my mom sat in on like all the sessions, like she saw what it, what, like the behind the scenes of like making a song and like how much work goes into it. And like, so she got to see everything and she understood that I wasn't going to be out here like doing drugs and like partying and like all this crazy shit. I was here to like work and make music and continue to like collaborate and meet people and just, you know, keep working on my career. So she knew like the people around me were good. I had like good, you know, I, she raised a good daughter. So she knew I wasn't going to be like, (laughs) yeah. So kind of just like, let me go. And I was like fresh freshly 18 and graduated high school and I just started like staying with um those songwriters that I mentioned I was like living with them I was like couch surfing basically between my manager and like um my songwriter friends and yeah that's yeah was it a culture shock or were you kind of just like slowly introduced into the LA California lifestyle where it wasn't a big deal um I think like a little bit of both like it was really hard for me to see especially in the beginning it was really hard for me to see just like the homelessness population and the homeless population and how sad that is and it's just it's a big it's a huge fucking city so like it it was definitely a little shocking for me and like kind of having to like be on like the lookout every time I'm alone like it's not as like comfortable is you know walking in on Alaska or lacrosse or whatever like you know it's oh yeah and in case anyone is from a big city I moved to look I moved to like lacrosse Wisconsin and I bought something off Facebook marketplace right after moving here and they told me to just leave the money in a little like bucket on their sun porch and get the item from their house while they weren't there and this is just common. Like there's a cupcake girl who kills it and she just leaves the cupcakes on her porch with the money, like money you can pay in cash. People leave their doors unlocked all the time. It's so yeah. interesting. Yeah. It is definitely not the same in California. So I think in that sense, anyone would be a little culture shocked, but yeah, at least you had kind sure. of friends to guide you into like a good lifestyle and yeah. not crash yourself as soon as you went to LA. <laughs> Yeah, I I was really just lucky with the the crew that I would that I was surrounded with right away. Um and they're all a bit like a little bit older than me, like late 20s, like um, like 30s vibe, so I was surrounded by adults. It wasn't like kids who were just like, you know, trying to going crazy. Hood rat shit. Yeah. But you can come back to Wisconsin and do your hood rat shit. Like you still have the same exactly. motherfucking friends as you always have, which I think is super cool. And I just want to point out that like the same, at least from what I've seen, the same people who you've always surrounded yourself with still surround. Yeah. You, <laughs> you keep your crew yeah. tight. And I really respect that. Like, I think that's awesome. Hell yeah. I like, I really, that's really what matters what's most important to me is family and friends and I I really have all the same that's also why I think this album came out of me is because being here like of course I'm like living my dream and it's the most amazing thing ever and I get to sing and write music for a living but I don't it's really hard to make friends out here that feel like 
real friends that remind me of home. And, and that's been like the toughest thing, I think, is like building true friendships that are also outside of music. Like everybody around me is just music music heads music nerds so I really it's so refreshing to like go back home and nobody gives a fuck about that they're just like let's go have a beer (laughs) yeah do you have hobbies in LA outside of music or do you just have to stick to music because you're working so much um yeah I think having Samantha here has really helped me like not just like be stuck in the house all day like just playing guitar writing or whatever actually Um, floor and have shit to write about yeah exactly so um we like like to go outside and like we like outdoor shit like going to parks and going to the beach and um you know that kind of stuff what are your cats like what's their names uh mac and stevie so uh we love them our children our first two children i'm gonna miss them so much while i'm on tour but yeah. <laughs> Mac and Stevie after Mac Miller and Stevie Nicks or what? Yes. Good job now. Thanks. Uh yes, exactly. Um so but yeah, honestly, I'm pretty boring otherwise like aside from music stuff. I just that's it for me. Well, I mean, at least you make time to kind of explore the city you're in now. Yeah. And you always make time to come home and visit, at least when you can. Um, I was touring I know you've been on a few tours now with a few people like Troy Sivan yes um I have a few questions about tour including like what was your favorite part of tour and which tour was Mm. your favorite so far oh um well I think my favorite part of touring was definitely getting to see new places like when I, I went I got to go to Europe um in the UK for the first time in like 2018 or 2019 opening for Youngblood so that was like oh my god Stevie's fully just sitting in a plant babe can you get Stevie look um anyways Stevie Nicks everyone (laughs) Um, but yeah I think like getting to see new places and uh and uh also like meeting fans in real life and not just like just t- talking on Instagram, getting to like see them in real life and hear like their stories and how they resonated with certain songs is really fucking cool. Um, but yeah, and like, I guess touring in general, just like, I like being like grimy and like sleeping in a van and like waking up and you like kind of don't know where you are. And then like, you have to eat like McDonald's for, I like, like that shit. So I love touring. I'm I'm really excited. Reminds you of home. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I I love traveling and being dirty. What's your favorite tour? My favorite tour. That's tough. Well, every tour was fun. I will. I won't. Every one was really fun. It's probably a tie between. I, I I can't I can't okay I'll do like my no I can't um <laughs> I you don't want to throw shade at anyone I don't want to throw shade at anybody but I really had an amazing time with Youngblood only because his performances were really inspiring to me because he just goes like balls to the wall like fucking crazy and just like 
lets everything out of him. And so that was like, oh my God, I can, I can go fucking crazy on stage and nobody's going to like judge me for it. Like it's better. That that kind of energy makes the crowd so fucking fun too. Like everyone can feel the energy in the room and definitely someone that knows how to control a crowd where everyone just wants to go fucking crazy and ham. It's it's awesome. It's just I learned so much from him. He really, and he interacts with the crowd so well. And like, and uh, yeah, and also just like being in Europe, the fans were a little bit different, I feel, than than in America. I think they're like a little bit, and a lot of people like, weren't on their phones as much out there. They're like a, just way more in, into it, um, which I appreciated. But um, yeah, probably Youngblood. I respect it. Is there, <laughs> I wanted to, um ask you about your current album Wisconsin if yes, that's- please. <laughs> uh obviously it was inspired by Wisconsin <laughs> I should have sent you the album before this oh I would have loved that I mean I will still take the album <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and listen but uh obviously you were inspired by Wisconsin what what inspired each song and what's your favorite part of the album that reminds you of the album? and yeah what started it so um I think with the help of a friend of mine um his name is Dakota he collaborated a lot on this album he like came I one of the first times I met him he like came over to my apartment I had just finished my last album and we were kind of just like getting to know each other and talking about where we're from and whatever whatever and I remember being very homesick at this time and I was just like talking about whatever my family my friends and just missing home in general and he straight up was just like why don't we just like start writing about that and I was like, yeah, I guess we fucking should. Like, what else do I got to fucking do? So he'd like come over again later that week. And he just like more shit about like, what do you like about Wisconsin? Like, what, what, what do you miss so much about it? And I remember just naming off a few things. Like, I miss being in my best friend's car, like in the passenger seat, smoking weed. And like, I know that's illegal. Don't arrest me. <laughs> um, but we would like smoke weed, drive around, just like look at the bluffs. And he was like, what's the, what's a bluff? And I was just like catching him up on like all the beauty uh, of where we're from. And he was like, well, like, let's rock fucking write about that. And so we started the song 608 in my, in my bedroom that day. And, um, and yeah, so we, we started that one and then we brought it to our, uh, he introduced me to his friend Pat who became like a huge collaborator on this album and we all just kind of like worked through finishing 608 and then from that vibe we like just I just kept going in every day to the studio and talking about more things like talking about fucking Wisconsin and we kind of just you know Bon Iver yes I do I do yeah so he obviously is from Eau Claire that's and, so well we didn't I didn't I even know he was from Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, okay, he's, okay. he's from Eau Claire. Or I guess it's, I don't know if it's just him or a band. I, I always forget. But they were a huge inspiration for, like, the sound that we wanted for this album. Because I wanted to kind of, like, leave, like, the punky shit out this time around. And I wanted to go more into, like, a folkier, like, a hard folk album is, like, kind of what I was, like, 
imagining like folk but with like trap drums and shit like that's, what, that's like what, funny because I actually have I was I was gonna ask what you would refer to yourself as genre wise because personally it's almost hearing it it's almost like Tosh Sultana and Fiona Apple mixed with like Juice World but with yes. like punk vibes you know that's it I love that mix. Uh, yeah, that's like, because I, and especially like when I play live and shit, I like can't help. And I think it's probably from like watching Youngblood and shit. Like I can't help, but like just fucking headbang and like really get into the rock mode. So I didn't want to like leave that out at all, but I definitely wanted like some of these songs that aren't out yet, but are on the album. Like there's this one called Fish Out of Water. That's really just, it's just me and a guitar. And it's so like, it's just folky. It's like almost like folklorish by by Taylor Swift. Like, I don't know. There's there's hints of folkiness. So um, I'm excited for for people to to hear that because I I have never. I don't think I've ever put out any any songs that sound this mature. I think is a good word. Are there any artists that inspire you personally? Uh, yes, millions. Um. I think recently I've always been a huge Nirvana fan, um, but Kurt Cobain has always been. Shout out to the poster in the back. Shout out to the poster. He's always been a huge inspiration for me. Um, there's actually a really good podcast I've been listening to called Heart Shaped Pod. And oh. it's it's these comedians who are like huge nirvana fans and they kind of just like go through the history of nirvana and like it's really cool so if anybody likes nirvana i suggest listening to it um anyways oh samantha has made me a huge mac miller fan recently um who else have been listening to like dominic fike has always been a big inspiration um alanis alanis morissette um who else also I've been listening to Tracy Chapman has always been a huge one um but yeah that's like a good mix of (laughs) that is a good mix I dig (laughs) it (laughs) and what's your favorite Mac Miller song Ooh, (laughs) switches all the time but uh it's called Woods off his album Circles so everybody go take a listen real and every other <laughs> Mac Miller song and every other Carly Hansen song Remy Remy literally listened to you and Mac Miller and that's basically it for the first year of his life oh my gosh that's fucking lit I know he had a good time it was a dance party every day oh my god I love him I was hoping to see him on the nah he's napping but he would have loved it he would have been so stoked <laughs> love him um besides artists and Wisconsin and everything like that that inspires you I know in the past drugs have like inspired songs like stealing my friends which had a negative connotation but do you have any other like psychedelic stories or inspirations or drugs in general Um, it doesn't have to be psychedelics I suppose let's see um I think for like a short period of time, I was, well, see, I had a really good relationship with weed for a long time. I was, I was the type to like wake up, we're smoking. 
middle of the day, we're smoking, going to write a song, we're smoking. And then I got to a point, which I guess a lot of people get to this point, but I don't know if it's because I had smoked so much or like I just had eventually there was a lot of responsibility in my life. And whenever I smoked, I would get so fucking paranoid. And so unfortunately, like I have to like be careful with weed, my weed intake now. But for a while, yeah, like listening to music for me when I'm a little bit high is such a fucking amazing time um also during the pandemic I have a a a fun little story uh I was so fucking bored during the pandemic here and shrooms were available to me and I microdosed a tiny bit and I laid on my bed and I had these like Beatles posters up in my room and I'd never like really looked at like I don't whatever there's in my room if you've looked at things you've never looked at them until you've done shrooms exactly um and it's like a trippy-ish poster just like sober but I remember microdosing I just like laid there and just I I put on um a SZA song fuck what's it called good good times good good times good is that what it's called babe good day good day good days in my (laughs) whatever I put that in my fucking ears and I laid down and just stared at this Beatles poster and I just like melted into myself and yeah I have I have like pretty good experiences with um in the past with mushrooms uh I don't know if we want to get into all this but the first time that I ever tripped tripped I took an eighth I will never <laughs> ever ever put myself in that position again like that I remember looking at mm, somebody's face when I was (laughs) peak peak shroomed out and their their whole side of their face looked like the inside of a computer I don't know how to explain it but it was like molecules were running up and down their face the DNA sequences just like pulsating (laughs) was fucked and like also like driving I I was in somebody's car I wasn't driving I was in somebody's car and just like seeing houses change from like they're like normally like brown right in real life but they're like pink and purple and like just like that shit was fucking I don't know how any of this like relates to music at all but I have really had some good good experience it does I'm sure you've taken a lot of that shit with you especially the sounds and shit that you create oh my god <laughs> I like we, the thing is every time I talk about shrooms I can like feel like I feel like I feel it I can really go back to that feeling so easily it, um, yeah. it's crazy it's really crazy what what are your you have like pretty good have you ever had like a bad trip definitely uh I actually the worst trip I've ever had was in LA in Venice oh wait I might know this story yeah and Jada and I and her best friend Akaya I know this story and it was great it was it it was one of the best times I've ever taken shrooms but also one of the worst Mm -hmm. because it was going so good and then I had taken an eighth we cruised it out like right on the ocean had a good ass day and then we like check our phones and we realize it's like 11 p.m. And we're like down, down on the beach, right yeah. in the middle 
Venice and that shit closes up where it's not family friendly no more <laughs> real quick at night. And so we're like, well, our, our dumbass brains thought it was safer to walk back to Santa Monica, like where the tour, like where the tours, where all the homeless people are was safer than walking along the beach. I don't know why we thought this was a good idea, but we thought it was a good idea at the time. And then <laughs> we got picked up by someone who like rode a bike and had a dog in their bike. And he like told us we could sit in little, it had a bench and he was like, I'll take you to Santa Monica. We're like, okay. And he's like, do you care if we make a stop beforehand? And we're like, no. <laughs> you guys are all like shroomed out. Like, yeah, let's we're go. Like, we're at each other and we're like, he has a dog. Right, he's fine. He's a dog. Completely <laughs> fine. And so he has this little bike and he's pedaling us and he pulls up where a ton of homeless people and just like, not even just, I mean, people who are just willingly homeless, you know, just vibing on the beach. That's where they live. That's their place. And there it's a full fire show. There's hula hoops. There's people juggling. There's people just so many different types. There was bubbles. There was little circles, like prayer circles, like, and we're was like, this we're real or was this just like, your real? This was, this was, it was crazy. And we're just sitting there and Akaya is so outgoing. She's fucking hilarious. If you've ever met Akaya, she's just like, talks to everyone. And Jada and I are not like that. So we're sitting in the bench that we rode up on we're not moving we're just like looking around and observing everything and akaya is like joining prayer circles and spiritual <laughs> holy fuck but then i look around and i realize that we're being watched and at first i'm like okay i'm just being paranoid i'm high as fuck like i need to calm down and then i realize like oh we're definitely being watched like it's at like every tree around us there's someone standing by it and then they're all like texting and then someone else would check their phone and they'd be texting and I'm like all right time to go <laughs> we need to go yeah, and as we're walking back a shit ton of crazy shit happened but essentially like we were definitely being tracked um and I found out later Venice is like one of the number one child trafficking spots in the world and I did not know that and at one point we're walking alongside the road and a black SUV slows down right in front of us. And the dude just starts nailing on this woman and the windows are down and she starts screaming for help. And he's, he's going like five miles an hour. So like Akaya went to go take off running toward the car. And I was like, no, no. And I grabbed her back and I was like, it's a trap. And she grabbed onto the street pole and he was like, fuck you guys. And like drove off. And then we're like, oh shit, this is actually happening. Like this just isn't us being crazy. And it just, yeah, it was a long way back to the car, but we made it. (laughs) Holy fuck. And this is like 11 PM. You said, or like later. Yeah. But see, I'm just a dumbass though. And we had originally taken the shrooms at like two, it's like 11 PM, 1130 at this point. And the whole time walking, from the beach to the Venice tourist area. If you've never been there, you have to walk across a sand pit. I know you've been there, but like anyone else, like you have to walk across a giant sand pit. And so it probably takes like 20 minutes to get back to like where you can walk along a sidewalk. And that whole time I was just snacking on more shrooms. 
So <laughs> I oh, don't know why. My God. God. <laughs> it was just, it was, yeah, it was too much. Too much. Well, I'm glad that nothing terrible happened to you guys because that's fucking yeah. I mean, it was awesome. And we, Jada and I like still took shrooms in Chicago at like 1 a.m. by ourselves and walked around. And Oh, shit. I mean, that's, that's fun. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's crazy. Back into everything else. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't do them. <laughs> uh, I know you're still, I mean we're obviously getting older mid 20s feel so old <laughs> but yeah. we're still pretty young and in that world like you even said you're surrounded by like 30s 40s and shit like that do you ever feel like you're underestimated or like people people just underestimate you because of your age or anything like that um i mean maybe in the beginning cuz i was like like when I first came out here, maybe, but I can't remember like a specific experience, specific experience where I was like, oh, they're being an asshole to me because I'm whatever it was. But I, I really think that's changing because I mean, I hope it's changing. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think I've had like a, a negative experience with anybody. Um, I feel like us, we, uh- like the younger generation right now is scaring the shit out of old people. Cause we're like, okay, you won't take us seriously. Like we'll prove it to you. I agree. I agree. So, which is fucking dope, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm also like pretty smart, I think. <laughs> so, and I, I stand up for myself pretty well, I think. So, but yeah, I, I overall, like, thankfully I've had a pretty good experience out here and and no one's ever tried to fuck with me in a negative way I guess um but yeah any advice for like younger kids who just want to take the leap or would that be your advice just to take the fucking leap I think (laughs) truly as long as you really just have to follow your gut um I think you really just have to listen to that voice in your head and your gut, whatever the fuck, because that's what's really going to guide you in the right direction. It's so sometimes even for me still, there's so many like outside opinions that can can kind of cloud what I believe. And I always have to remember, like, I know that I got myself here and I did it because I believed in myself and I just have to follow what I believe because that's why I'm fucking here. Nobody else. I mean, shout out my mom. But like at the end of the day, I am here because of me. And so Put in the you just have to, yeah, baby. Um, <laughs> so you have to just really believe in, your, in yourself and you have to. Yeah, you have really whatever it is that you want to do, if it's music or whatever it is. Um, also, life is just too short. And with social media today, I feel like there are so many opportunities and resources that we have to really make whatever it is that we want happen. So just fucking get at it, baby. Um, Yeah. So that's all I would say, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I'm almost done. I think 
I mean, the next couple questions are just lighthearted. And then I had like a few questions from some fans, if that's cool. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I had, do you like cheese curds when you come to Wisconsin? Are you a cheese curd girly? I, I do. I have to be in the right mood. Um, but honestly, unfortunately, this is, might be TMI, but I think cheese hurts me a bit. Oh, and you're yeah. from Wisconsin. How? It's tough. I think it's because when you're from Wisconsin, you've you've had to intake so much cheese since you were a baby. Yeah, truly. <laughs> so you're probably all clogged up by now, you know? Truly, truly. That's, yeah, so... <laughs> Anyways, fun facts, <laughs> but yeah, I'll definitely, I'm, I'm a fan of, uh, the, like, not the, not the breaded ones, but the, like, beer battered ones. Oh, yes, yes, I yeah. do agree with that. Yeah, so. What's your favorite pizza place in Wisconsin? Ooh, okay, not Sam answering everything for me in the fucking background. <laughs> um, so I grew up a lot, eating pizza corral a lot, but T Joe's, I think, has to take. Yeah. Also, Polito's. Polito's is amazing as well, but I have to say T Joe's. <laughs> do you miss any foods while you're there? But I know. Oh, like- don't even get really? me started. You do? I miss Culver's, <laughs> obviously. In and out, though. In and out is fine. I had it the other day, actually. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> But I'd rather have Culver's over fucking In-N-Out. That's tea bags. I mean, you have more options and you have pretzel bites and like some good shit. Yeah. So I miss Culver's. I also miss like the little like, like, um, like homemade, like diner feel restaurants that are, that are at home. But Everyone gave me shit when moving here. That was like the number one thing everyone wanted to keep bringing up is the fact that California has better food, you know, but I feel like California just has more versatile food, but Wisconsin has better like homemade. We're going to sit down and have a good home cooked meal, you know, I 1000% agree. I think there's a lot more to choose from here. 100%. Um, but I definitely feel like good and full and well loved when I'm eating food at home. <laughs> I agree with that one. <laughs> Do you want any more cats? Do I want any more cats? No. <laughs> I want a dog, but we I can't really if I got a dog right now, it would just be Sam's problem. Not problem, but Sam would have to take care of them because I like I would leave on tour or whatever the fuck. And so we're not ready yet, but I really need a dog. Also, Mac hates dogs, so can't wait for that. <laughs> um, what's the favorite, what's your most favorite place you've ever visited on tour? Ooh. Um, I got to go to New Zealand in 2019, which was beautiful. I also, there's this little city in England called Brighton that's really cute, which I miss. But in the States, I really am a fan of like Portland and like Seattle and in that vibe. I like the rainy, sad shit. It's better for Um, the writing, I feel like. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, 
I think that's my vibe. And then all I have left is from the fans, unless you wanted to like say something. Uh, no, let's let's see what the fans have to say. All right, I just chose three random ones. So the first one, what is the biggest lie someone ever told you in regards to pursuing your dreams? Oh my. I know. I thought that one wasn't a good one. Whoa. I know it's heavy. That's it's heavy. heavy. That's heavy. <laughs> um, I, I don't want to get like too specific on this because I'm it's just like a bullshit past memory thing, but uh well I don't fucking know. What is the biggest lie? I guess like there were certain people that had come into my life that kind of made it seem like I couldn't do this without them. And I think that was bullshit and wanted to take the credit for your success. Yeah. And that's all I'll say, I guess I I can, I can fucking do this shit. And some people just, yeah, that's what I'll say. Yeah. I respect it. Cause you can't fucking do this shit. You're doing this shit. Just so you know, you're doing this fucking shit. <laughs> and you drop yeah. a fucking album on March 10th. <laughs> That's right, baby, Wisconsin. Uh, number two, what's the biggest challenge? Com- oh, well, you already answered this. What's the biggest challenge coming from a small town to a big ass city? Well, maybe not the challenge. You really didn't touch on that. Biggest place. challenge? Yeah. Um, honestly, on like a... I guess like a surface level type type note it's fucking financial shit true shit that's not even surface level bro that's like just shit I like just like people think like I'm signed to Warner Records so they're like oh she's got it like she's made it she's set and god bless them like they've really helped me be able to survive and I get to do what I want and because they helped me out um financially but shit man this shit does not last forever out here like and it's it's hard to make your own money when you're when you're an artist that's signed to a major label like you get your advance not to dive in all this shit but like you get an advance and that's basically all that you have to live off of and you make some money from merch and from touring um but it's tough like shit is tough especially in LA especially right now yeah that's been a a, especially coming from like on Alaska or lacrosse like shit is fucking cheap out there but even (laughs) when I go home my mom's like oh we can't go there it's too expensive I'm like mom we are going there because no this is not LA like LA is fucking crazy so I guess that's been like a little challenging for me and I like have come from a family that you know we we like to be smart with money and so now even when I have money I'm still just like uh I don't really want to spend this because like I just grew up a certain way so it's like I don't know it's tough out here is all I said um yeah but how can the fans support you monet- like monetarily? Is that weird to ask other than tour? Like is tour the um, big debate? Tour is really where money is made. Like it's so stupid. Like, like even on this tour, I have VIP meet and greet shit happening, which I can't wait. I can't wait to meet people before the show and hang and, and all and you know, 
but um it like sucks for me to like ask money for that shit just because like I don't want to have to ask for money when I want to like meet my fans but that's like one way that I'm actually getting money put into my pocket um so it's it's kind of it's just like stupid but yeah like merch like um but I'm not like trying to complain in any way like I, I'm fine like I have, <laughs> I have a record deal which has helped me immensely but but yeah, it's it's touring. And that's also why like when the pandemic happened, not even just for artists, but like people that worked at venues, people that were working as in the tour world, like tour managing or um, uh, like techs, like musician tech. I didn't, until I was really thinking about it, just like a simple movie or a simple song, how many people are connected to that one project. It is insane how many yeah. people much work goes into it especially to put like a whole a whole tour or a whole concert on for that yeah yeah it's crazy like I'm going on somewhat of like a a smaller tour like the venues aren't huge but like I'm bringing there's like me plus six other people that are coming with because it takes it takes a village to really make this shit happen um and then that's just us and then when we get to the actual venue there's people at the venue that you know like everything yeah I don't know I'm rambling but uh, <laughs> no, you're good. You're uh, good. yeah so and the um, last one last question what's your writing process like who um my writing process recently I just um will like write in my journal and I'll go well, actually, no, for this for this album, kind of like what I said in the beginning, when I sat down with my friend, we were mostly just like talking about Wisconsin and like certain things about it that I missed. And then it, we kind of like, like that. jamming like back and forth. Like when you guys do that, do you guys just kind of like play off of each other? Like I'm going to play this, you play this and then we get hammered yeah. to the wall. And I didn't and I really didn't do that too much before this album because I was still a little like insecure about my playing when it came to guitar or bass or whatever so with this album it we really got to dive into that more and like actually feel like somewhat of a band when we were like creating so yeah I would kind of like pretty much every session uh, when I go into write I kind of like t- talk about what's going on a little bit and then we'll like push that to the side and kind of like try to create a mood or a vibe um and I think pretty much everything has like started on guitar because that's like easiest for me to like feel too and so yeah and then I'll just like get on the mic and I'll like sing a bunch of melodies and then we will all kind of agree what the best melodies are and then I'll kind of write and fit words into the melodies okay And and then at the end of it all I'll like have the song written with some sometimes one other person will be with me and we'll have written it together or sometimes it's just me and then we'll like cut final vocals we'll like I'll go back up to the mic and sing everything like a few times over and then and then we add all the fun stuff like harmonies and like background stuff and all that shit how long does one song take you do you think it probably varies like depending on the writing process but like actually yeah I think like 
on average, I probably will like get to the session at like noon and have the whole song done by like five. Okay. Yeah. On average, maybe sometimes it takes a lot longer. And also sometimes I want to come back to the writing and like rework yeah. stuff. Yeah. What's your, what's your, I'm uh, sorry. I know I just keep asking questions. Oh, no, please. Technically I'm done, but <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite song that you've ever sang and like your favorite lyric that you've written yourself? Ooh. Um, mm. I really, I, I thought, I think I brought this one up earlier, but on the new album, there's a song called Fish Out of Water that I really. Yeah just love so much and that's your favorite overall because that's exciting. I, I right now it, it is and it's also like I've been rehearsing it recently in, in the last few days and it's in the in the live show it's just me and a guitar and I like love those intimate moments so like a tiny desk it, yes exactly um but I just love that one and like the the lyrics are well I don't I don't want to spoil it but like well no well, it's fine. The lyrics are really storytelly, and it like kind of has like uh, it, it's like reminiscent a bit of like Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. Not really, but kind of like it's because it's like somewhat storytelly. But yeah, I really love that one. It's probably so. where the folk comes into play, right? Yeah. So favorite yeah. favorite lyric is in the favorite song, huh? Yeah. Hey, that's uh, exciting. And does that, really, that comes out, that drops with your album? Yes, it comes out. Yes. So it'll be out March, March 10th. Okay. Um, but I also I also have always loved stealing all my friends. Um, and one of my favorite lyrics from that is. I've seen snow in August take our summer hostage. I always really liked that lyric because it's a reference to. Yep, I've always loved that lyric too. That's one of my favorite lyrics from you probably ever. And I and think it's like, Hazel, but I can't pinpoint. I can't pinpoint. Hazel is one of my favorite songs by you in general. Thank you. I love Hazel too. Um, and your mom and just a ton you have so much good music <laughs> thanks you know I try I try <laughs> um yeah your mom you know fun fun fact you know the mom yes yes I, I do <laughs> I do know this <laughs> no the mom I'm referencing shout out to shout out her and then that but this has been so awesome. I know you probably have to go. I know you're doing rehearsals and you're about to go on tour. So do you want to like- I'm leaving tomorrow. Yeah, mention your tour dates, mention your album. And this was so fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Um, come see me on tour. I'm playing in pretty much everywhere in the States. But um, if you're in the Midwest, come to my fucking Milwaukee show or- Minneapolis I don't even know the dates off the top of my head please go find them uh, come get that meet and greet baby come come uh come meet me <laughs> uh yeah thank you for having me thanks for everything Carly oh yeah <laughs> I'm sure I'll talk to you soon